are a lot of questions. There are just as many answers. This is a podcast made for young adults who are learning more about the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a podcast devoted to helping you study scriptures on your own. This is Answers to Gospel Questions. Happy Monday, students. It's good to be with you. I hope your weekend was fantastic. This is Answers to Gospel Question. I'm Brother Lawson, and I'm here with my good buddy, Brother Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? Doing wonderful. How was, your, how was church on Sunday for you? Oh, man, it's always good. It's always <laughs> good. So you're going to church these days now? Yeah, still going to church, yeah. And, um, you know, with four little kids next to me in church, it's uh, it's... It's comfortable and pleasant <laughs> and quiet. You're not, I'm not concerned at all that my kids are interfering with the <laughs> experience that other people are having at church, <laughs> but <laughs> the Lord, the Lord understands and, and none of them are accountable for their sins. Exactly. <laughs> and they sin often <laughs> at church. That's true. Speaking of sin. I thought, I thought this was a good question. Uh, this is more along, along the lines of repentance. You know, um, the question is, is how, how do I know if I've really repented or changed? You know, uh, brother, when you know about this, you've been helping me with this. I have, I've been trying to, to do a pull-up for the longest time, right? And um, so I go, I go to the gym like three times a week. And uh I do all kinds of exercises there, but for months and months and months and months, I was really nervous to go try to actually do a pull-up. Like my goal in lifting weights and all this was to be able to do a pull-up. And I remember when I decided I was going to go try one and my, my whole life, every time I've done a, gone to do a pull-up, it's super embarrassing. I'd hang there. And then as you know, I would try and I wouldn't move. <laughs> I would just, I couldn't, I couldn't move. So the first time that I went and did it, uh, after I had been lifting weights for a while, I went right up and my chin went right over the bar. Now I didn't, I didn't go up as high as I wanted to. I still haven't, but I can now after lifting weights for a while, I can now put my, my chin over the bar, which is impressive for a guy that's never done a, a, a pull up in, in his life. So, um, I think there's, I think that sometimes that question of how do I know if I've changed or not can be a, a a scary question to consider. I think it's, it's real easy just to say, Oh, I'm the same person. I haven't, you know, nothing's been fixed in my life. I just, I'm, I'm the same person as, as always. How could we approach this question? How could we get an answer to this question? How do I know if I've repented or changed? Yeah. You know, a cl- the scriptures give us these like extreme examples of this. And I, I think one of the reasons why we get such extreme examples in the scriptures is that all of us can then fit within that, you know, like, well, if it worked for Alma the younger, you know, then I, you know, I can do, I can, I can do it. You know, my, my smaller world fits within that, you know, the bigness of his experience. And, um, and so here with, uh, in Genesis, we have this amazing story of Joseph being sold into slavery, rising to power, and now in chapter 42, we start to get this story of, of how he's going to reunite with his brothers. But his brothers have, are guilty of such a terrible crime uh, against him. And I think often we would feel, I don't, 
I don't know that I know anyone who's sold a sibling into slavery, you know, but, um, but uh, we can often feel like that. Like what we did was terrible, you know, wrong or ashamed, uh, whatever. And then how the, the Lord then leads us out of that. And, um, and here we get this example of Joseph essentially showing these brothers that they're different. I mean, he, Joseph, for his sake, is still is looking to see if they're different for himself. But the situation provides the brothers a chance to do differently, you know, and are they going to leave a brother behind, you know, and, and um, you know, because Joseph takes Simeon and, and right. has him there. And then the brothers leave. They got food. They even got the money that they paid for the food with still with them. I mean, they could have just been like, well, forget you, Simeon. I am. <laughs> we, we got our food. We got food. We're gone. Yeah, we're good. And so are they going to come back for Simeon? And then it gets even worse when Joseph, uh, you know, has them bring back Benjamin and then they're going to, he's going to take Benjamin supposedly. This is what the brothers think before they even know that Joseph is Joseph. But, um, and uh, so, but then Judah steps forward, you know, and this is just a classic place in Genesis 44 where Judas kind of, it almost sounds like Judah has this private conversation with Joseph, not knowing that it's Joseph, um, you know, or his servant, you know, and he's like, uh, um, I'll be, I'll go in his place, you know, and he talks about his dad. I mean, the pain that they would have already seen of Jacob all along, but it's like, this would kill him. He won't be able to handle this. So, so for thy servant became surety for the lad, you know, let and so in verse 33 of chapter 44, he says, Let thy servant abide instead of the lad and a bondman to my Lord. Like, I will take the punishment that I gave to Joseph before, you know, but I'm going to take it now so that for Jacob's sake and, and to save Benjamin. Um, and this, and so it's a, it's a remarkable example um, here, but all of this is set up by Joseph. Uh, but, but you see that Judah is showing a different Judah, right? He's showing that he's different, you know, and I guess uh, my ultimate point here is that um, the, I, I, I really believe the Lord gives us all these opportunities. We've made mistakes and now he's going to redeem us. He's going to, he's going to give us experiences to become different. He's going to teach us things so that we can become different, namely, you know, specifically about the savior and his atonement. Um, and his grace, you know, like, yeah, he's going to help us. And then he's also going to give us these experience experiences to, to convince us that we're different and, and help us to forgive ourselves and move forward and, and go on. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it's clear in the scriptures, this story and in other scriptures that, that the savior doesn't want us walking around wondering if we've changed or not, but Sometimes maybe even just maybe even having him tell us, hey, you're different. You've repented. You've changed that. Obviously, that would help. But I think what what may may be just as helpful is to take note of what you're doing, what what your life is now like. Like listen, Judah is listening to him uh, say, I will go and substitute. I will I will go in this place. Uh, take me as as collateral. That wasn't the Judah that we knew before. Right. Similarly, I think that you as students can you can judge your own actions and determine your repentance. That's not saying uh, 
the just be really good and that's and that's how you know you've you've repented but but what what are you doing now that's different from before what do you uh, I'll, I'll give you an example um there's in my in my role in church i'm i'm a bishop in in my ward and and sometimes people will come and and talk with me about uh struggles that they're having and and I'll work with them uh, through the repentance process and and I'll notice things I'll notice little things that change in them like for example one of the very first things to change is that they begin to pray uh, whereas before prayer wasn't an important part of their life they also begin to uh, seriously study the scriptures looking for answers to questions not just uh, making sure they read a verse before they go to bed at night. Um, they oftentimes, I mean, just some other ones, they, the, they'll start to sit closer to the front in church. I'm not saying you have to sit close in the front in church, but but I've noticed these types of things. They they start to do ministering. They, there's all these little things that that I don't even know if they're consciously like, oh, I better do this now. I better do this now. But it, it becomes part of who they are. I don't think that Judah is asking, ask, acting this way or Reuben is asking this way, ask, acting this way so that they can be forgiven of the sin that they had committed maybe two or three decades ago of, of selling their brother into Egypt. I think that they have experienced a change of heart and they're doing things differently now as a result of, of who they've become they've grown up a little they've changed they softened and uh and the same thing i think happens to us when we repent yeah i want to give a hearty amen to your comment about prayer and scripture study specifically that these are really uh tools for conversion and change and when we've this is where we can go. It's so easy when we've made mistakes that we know are wrong. It's so easy to listen to um, false statements at that point. And that, you know, I, the devil's real and he's going to whisper to us. And it's really easy to get convinced of wrong things at that point. But we can get the spirit back in our life and, and be better able to discern truth from error and know that we still have hope. The Lord loves us. We are, have great worth in his eyes. And, and specifically that Christ has paid the price uh, for this sin and or this mistake or whatever it was, and that we really can turn to him and he will redeem us and he will change us and he will show us that change as well. Excellent. Thanks, Brother Wing. All right, students, hope you enjoyed this episode. Go ahead and share this with one of your friends. Check out our Instagram page at Ozark underscore YA. And until next time, Wednesday, we'll talk to you later. Stay righteous.